Oh no, now the knee. Oh, well, that was that. Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. Manu set up a throw for Bobrovsky. It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. Oh. And then just <laughs> takes off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end. Or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a trial. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan, coach of Badonkadonk. Tonight, we have three people with me tonight. So, I start with you, Glenn, mate. How was your weekend? Yeah, good weekend, mate. Got to sit back and watch heaps of footy, some good games. I really enjoyed the weekend, mate. Yeah, I had a few beers on Saturday, so I think I, I might have forgotten the last few games, but um, I did enjoy watching it no matter what. So, awesome. Uh, and we didn't get enough of him last week, so he's back again. Perso, mate, thanks for coming back. Chatting lads, how good was it uh, having four games of footy on a Sunday from sort of lunchtime through to about 8 o'clock at night? I thought it was fantastic. Uh, being hungover, bloody just sitting down all day watching the footy, it was bloody beautiful. So uh, the, the wife could watch maths in peace. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, from Off the Bench podcast, uh, Brad Smith, mate. I'm, mate, the guy that has a beard that I'm jealous of. So uh, I had to have you on. Hey, fellas, how are we all going? Thank you, thank you. I actually cut about eight inches off it this week. I must be the only bloke in Australia that can lose eight inches and still be happy. <laughs> uh, lose eight inches, I'd be inverted. I mean, sorry, we're talking about beards still. Okay, awesome. Uh, all guys. Uh, let's talk trials. Um, first game of the week, uh, Knights versus the Eels, guys. Uh, I'll go to you, Glenn. What did you take from this game, mate? Yeah, it was good. I thought Eels looked a little bit clunky. The Knights were the Knights, you know, as first I was saying earlier before, we, the forwards were a little bit um, howdy-doody, but there was a few players of interest in there. I mean, Miller, obviously. Um, yeah, Marzu, obviously, I thought he had a really good game. Marzu's mm. another one. And uh, Ponga, uh, we saw that he didn't get the goal kicking. It went to Hastings. So that sort of puts, for me, rules a line through Ponga. And, uh, mm. yeah, and Safidi didn't really impress me that much. From um, the Eels, yeah, well, the Brown picked up where he left off, base king. Mm. Yeah, looking good. Any thoughts, Perso? Eels look really good, considering. Mm. Um, I, did, I wasn't going to take, I don't take a lot out of trials, but they were fairly clinical, considering they had a lot less ball. Um, the Knights had uh, way more possession. Uh, Sean Lane. Doing his uh, getting a busted jaw there might be interesting for Supercoach. That opens up a, a door for someone, particularly with Matto out. But um, the Eels are impressive. Knights, not so impressive. That so mm. yeah, really worried a bit where the Knights are going. Yeah. What do we think about young Dory? You reckon he's uh, showing for that spot? You think Dory be on one side and then um, Murchie played on the left when Lane went off. So you'd expect both of those guys to be known. Mm. Obviously, hop good at lock. Um, it just depends on what happens with Madison there when he comes back after he's uh, decided to take that fine instead of the suspension <laughs> instead of paying that fine. So, but Madison was dynamic off the bench playing through the middle last year. But um, Hopgood's really impressed. So I, I wonder if Madison goes back to the edge, especially being so thin. That's sort of what I'd expect to happen. But um, yeah, one of those two out of Dorian Murchie would probably be a bit trappish. Yeah. But um, the, the other one will probably be uh, fairly solid. Mm, totally agree. 
I thought oh. Moses was good, by the way, Dan. Sorry, I left one out. Great. Yeah, I yeah. thought Moses stood up and, and it excites me whoever's that right um second rower outside him. I actually had Lane. He was my pod, as you know, and mm -hmm. shattered about his loss, but it opens up a door for someone else. Mm. Yeah, uh, Brad, um thoughts on this game, mate. Anyone else strike your fancy? Uh, yeah, one you haven't mentioned is uh, really stood out, and he's from the losing team, and that was Marzu. Mm. Um, yeah, if you, I wish I had the the cash for him, but if you have worked him into your team, I reckon yeah, he's not going to let you down. He's a he's a bit of a beast monster, and uh, yeah. I know he's got an error or two in him, but Super Coach favors um, his sort of stats, if you know what I mean. Like it, an error or two can be sort of half forgiven in Super Coach. Whereas those tackle busts and, you know, try assists and things like that, Super Coach loves them. So I think I the think best gotta... thing for um for Marzu this year too, Brad, is he hasn't really got anyone knocking down like he sort of comes in and out of size, he's got defensive lapses. The Knights don't really have like you, who's he gonna get replaced by Tawala or Heimel Hunt, they're sort of in the same boat. So yeah. I think Marzu's a good shout, mate. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like you said before, if he makes it, he drops one ball, it's like one point missing, and then he has one hit up, does a two tackle bus, and gets two points from the eight meter hit up. That's already made those points up, and then some. So, yep. Yep. yeah, I've always liked Marzio as a, a base point kind of center wing. He's kind of a pole with a reasonable ceiling and a very, very high floor. So, I don't think you can really go wrong with him. But yeah, it's just like, where can you get the cash really? If you're going to start with homes, do you fork out the rest of the money to get someone else as well? All right, we'll move on to the next game. Roosters and Manly. Um, Manly, um, bit of a brilliance there from the second rowers, Glenn. Oh, yeah. So, Tuolagi and Koala. Mm. Uh, Koala sorry. I can't say uh, Ola Kawatu. Ola Kawatu. I kept going to Koala Tangi. <laughs> yeah, I thought both of them were really strong. I think Tuolagi points per dollar makes sense to me. As mm. Chris, I was saying as well earlier on, that, you know, they, they should both pay. Each side. I just saw a post before we came on that Schuster's been injured. If that mm. does happen, it opens up the door for Cooper Johns, who I really rate. I, I've been saying a lot. I feel like Schuster should move to lock and move Cooper Johns into 5-8, but it'll give him the opportunity anyway for the first game. Mm. Yeah, I think um that lock position, I know it's usually been bigger bodies and stuff, but it's more those lean kind of bodies that are doing a much better job. Like you've got the Cam Murray's, who's a very lean little ball player as well. As I yo, he's a big boy, but he's still also pretty lean. I reckon it's just if it's that mold. So yeah. uh any other thoughts in this game, uh Perso? I just liked how good um the manly sort of second string spawn looked in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weeks, um Cooper Johns, what's a uh Chan Kam Kong. Yeah, as well at Hooker, yeah. I thought he's been dynamic in both the games. So it'd be interesting to see how they go when you sort of get the main side back. But mm -hmm. um, they've looked really good with those guys sort of steering the ship. Yeah, I think um, as well, like you got to think, well, who's their starting hooker? Is like Lockwood Croker, yeah. Like, is he? Uh, was he not always? Sure what's a... going on with him at the moment? But yeah, he's yeah. starting. I don't know if he's been injured or not, but um, I don't think Kanchan Tong is in the top thirty. He's a development player mm -hmm. this year. Top Fair thirty enough. next year. For 2024, so obviously I think Croker will. I'm not sure what's going on with him. Why he hasn't played trials? He might have a niggle. They've just been resting, but um, mm. he'd be trying to find a way to get him in the top 30. I think he's been quite impressive. Yeah, definitely like it. Uh, and Brad, any other thoughts in this game, mate? Oh, look, it's sensational to see the Eagles win. And most mm -hmm. people know I'm a bit of an Eagles nut. So, um, yeah, no, it was a. Uh, yeah, very, very strong game. I, I love the uh, Seagulls' edges, just like everybody. 
Um, but there's a bit of depth there too. There's some other, you know, Burbo's come back looking like mm. he's put on about 10 kilos. Ben Condon from uh, North Queensland also looking uh, quite strong on the bench. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to be said. Um, I do like the the winger. Again, I can't fit him in, but Tupanua. Is that how I pronounce his name? Tui Tupolotu. Yeah, Tupolotu. Tupolotu, Tupolotu, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a bit of a beast nut too, isn't he? He does a lot of runs coming back and, you know. Um, Lachlan Croker, he was originally a 5'8". So he's a manufactured dummy now. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me uh, if uh, Kam Wong can um, probably, you know, force his way in there. And even as a development player, you can still play some minutes this year. Um, yeah, from round 11 onwards, they, yeah. can, they can come in. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me um, if uh, Lachlan Croker went back to his bench sort of role, which is what he's originally got for. He was never intended to be a full-time hooker. It was only a pain that he went and stabbed someone. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, Well, it's not a legend anymore. He's in prison, so we can say that now. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's in. There's a yeah. other players there of interest that I would like to mention quickly, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. So Kepi played um, at the lock position at 279. If he gets that starting position, he also got dual today. So he's one that's at least of interest. Point of interest. Mm. I thought Koala was incredible. Koala, have you say his name? Played He's a gun. Yeah. Yeah, outside Ola Kawada. He's got I just think those two outside DCE could be some interest there if you're looking for some upside. And just from the Roosters, I thought Lodge and Collins were um phenomenal. Yeah, um, I, I've always liked Lodge at a super coach level. It's just always been whether he gets those minutes and whether he can um hold his head together as well without <laughs> you know, doing something stupid and getting sent off. <laughs> He's still on a train and trial contract at the moment. Yeah, that's Which, it. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not yeah. in the top thirty, but they've still got two spaces left. The Roosters, so you'd assume they're just trying to sort out the salary cap with that. But mm. Mm. Uh, all right, next game: Dragons uh, against the Rabbitohs Charity Shield. Glenn, uh, this is normally one of the better trial matches uh, with more accuracy when it comes to the team list. Uh, your thoughts on this one, mate? I thought the Rabbits looked slick. Mm. They really did. I mean, they're a good, fast football side. They they play fast, they play aggressive, and they go from left to right really quickly. And I thought they showed that the other night. There was a, a few players that stood out to me. I thought Lats was lazy as usual, but I was really mm. keen. Uh, I thought Tass looked really good. Um, I'm a real big fan of Tass, by the way. Uh, Thompson didn't impress me, actually. But mm. the ones that did impress me was Cook. Cook was just on fire. And Totola in the front row. And, of course, Toloa Matangi. I mean, he just looks big and beastly. Uh, from the Dragons, um, well, I've V-marked I've uh, BMM, so Ben Monarch Masilla, although I don't really like him, to be honest. I don't think you'll get the minutes. And Sloan, I thought Sloan had some moments. Like Hayes Perrin, both of them had moments. And I think that once they get enough first-grade experience, those two should slowly ease in and be quite – should do should do well. Yeah, I don't mind Sloan. Is is it a, is it a bit lower price point compared to those other ones as well that you're looking at, like Perham and that? Is it, I think he's a two ninety eight, so it's a bit cheaper. So Perso, yeah, the South they just came out of the blocks, didn't they? They looked on it. Um, yeah, really over what uh, Glenn said. Although Cook was outstanding, Patrol did his usual thing. John didn't need to. Cody Walker was really good. 
Tatala's in for a massive year, I think. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a, a really good player. Whether that acquires a super coach or not, I think it possibly can with extra minutes, with especially with Ham Selly and uh, Havili out and Nichols moving on. I think there's some extra minutes there for someone. Uh, Moali was pretty impressive too. He ended up playing 40 minutes and got through a bit of work. So he's a, a, a cheapy sort of option there. Uh, for the Dragons, yeah, nothing. Sloan was awful. He was horrendous until... Sort of late in the second half when South had their second grade side out there and he, he had a, he scored a couple of points, but Jizzy was bad. Yeah. He had a couple of bad errors and he was horrible in defence. That try when um, Cook went from, and put Mitchell over from the scrum base, I reckon I could have scored that try. They were so far out of position. Yeah, it was pretty messy. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, and the, the thing with Sloan, um, he's got all the ability in the world and that, but Hook dropped him after two weeks last year. Who, who's yeah. to say that he doesn't put in by and Round two. Dragons got the boy round one. For all we know, <laughs> Moses and Boy could be named at fullback coming round one. There's no way in the world I could pick Sloan. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Brad, uh, your thoughts on this game, mate? Anything we haven't already said? Well, no, not really. Sloan burnt me bad last year because I was one of the, the nutters that decided to go in from round one and absolutely burnt the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll never go back there ever again. <laughs> I did all this research pre-season and, I, you know, it, it did set look like he could have a good super coach game, but obviously doesn't. They won't go there. Sullivan, I didn't mind him. Yeah. Um, you know, five eight there. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was he certainly won you know, on my watch list just to, out of interest to keep an eye on Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they do um what Perth they said and look at maybe dropping slow and having a poor game, put Embi back there and then you got Sullivan um as well, like just to get like, more exposure like that as well. Yeah. Alrighty, um, we'll just skip the next game, will we? Panthers versus the Saints. That was terrible, <laughs> terrible. I wanted to talk about it. I know you don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? what, what I will say is, though, is um, I, I, I know I will admit this. I underestimated the loss of Kickout. Uh, I think we need to have that big body on that left edge, and he did a really good job getting out of trouble. Uh, I always thought Corey, Corey, it was obviously we missed Corus out there, um, but. I think that big body in the left hand side is extremely important. Um, so I, I prefer, I would prefer to have someone like Sorensen there. Um, but that's just me personally. I'm not a coach. So, um, Glenn, your thoughts on this game, mate? Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, who would, uh, I don't agree with you on that. So I was talking to my son today and I said to myself, if I was the Panthers and I had an option to buy one or two players, David Fafita to replace where Kikau was or Cook to replace where Apoi Coruscant was, I would pick Cook. And I think if Cook was to join that side, he would walk straight in and take you to a premiership. Mm. Apoi is a huge loss. Every decision starts with number nine. And Mitch Kenny's not your man. Mitch mm. Kenny's great for defending for the first 20 minutes. Look, Sonny Luke offers you promise and he's quick out of the ruck, but I don't think he has the decision mouse, decision-making mouse that Apoi did. A couple of things of interest, though, was so Taylor May's gone down for the season, mm. uh, which could move Toho to the left side. If he goes to the left side, I'm, I'm all over Targo as well. I think both of them together could be quite interesting. If Saruva gets that left spot um, at 264, I think he is, you know, we'd be jumping on there. The, um, Garner told me enough to drop him out of my side. And mm-hmm. the only other one I wanted to mention was Hoskins. I'm a big fan of Hoskins. If he was to get an 80-minute um, roll on the edge, I'd be all over that. Yeah. so. Are we possibly um, underestimating how bad the weather was in that game? Yeah. It was absolutely horrendous. Like, <laughs> it was dead uh, set pissing. Iron- ironically, English weather. 
Oh, worse. It doesn't rain like that in England. It drizzles over there. It does not piss down like that. That was there was a point where they were almost going to call it off at one point because it was the, the storm went rolled through. It was atrocious conditions. Mm. Um, St Helens were good, but defensively they were great. Their line speed was great, and it sort of rattled Penrith a little bit. Panthers haven't really had a go. I, I, I don't know. I don't take a lot out of that for how Penrith's going to go this year, to be honest. Um, Garner was ordinary, but he's always been sort of ordinary, so it doesn't surprise me as a Tiger supporter. It's not sort of too much there, but um, I don't know. I, I don't take a lot out of that game for how Penrith will go this year. I don't take a lot out of that for Supercoach, to be honest, uh, mm. except for as you touched like May's done his ACL, so that obviously opens up a, a permanent spot, which will Likely go to Ruva. Um, Jesse McLean was quite um, impressive in the other trial for the Panthers. He's in the mm. top 30 squad, so he could possibly be a smoky for that spot. But um, if Toa goes to the left, I, I'm still not. Um, I've, yeah, Toa is so overrated as far as Supercoach goes for me. He um, had that one outstanding season in the season where everyone had an outstanding season in 2021 when he was on the, the left side. And he had that 84 average, and then he came back to 59 this year. He had a 59 average the year before when he was on the right when Mansour was the left edge. It was just an absolute outlaw 2021. So, I, yeah, he's not. He's got great base. He's never going to let you down. But I don't think his upside's that great as to what people are thinking. Oh, he's he's underpriced. I think he's priced exactly where he's at. Mm. So I don't know. People expecting him to go back to 70s or 80s or something. I think they're going to get shocked whether he plays left or right. Yeah, well, one one other thing I took out of that game as well is um Cleary, I think they worked out to have fifty four points and a pretty average game. Um, that just proved to me that he's still a guy that you have to have yeah. in the team. Fifty four points in that kind of game—that's ridiculous. People saying, uh, "Oh, I'll get rid of him. He's not a good." Look, he's uh, fifty six with doing nothing in a game where they yeah yeah that just cements so, him if anything. Yeah, we all. How many games do you see him do nothing? Very few. And then if he gets, if he's doing nothing and getting fifty-four points, and that's the worst you're going to get out of him. Get him into your team as soon as you can. Uh, Brad, any other thoughts this game, mate? No, not really. I think you've just about covered it all. Um, Garner coming into the game last year, he had a, a PPM of zero point six. Now, for a, I know he played a bit of centre and got shuffled around and that. Look, his PPM the year before that wasn't even much better. I had a good look at it, so that's enough for me to even before this game to tell me that he's he's a he's a big risk, um, and he consequently became the most sold player. I think over the weekend, <laughs> I think it was a massive sell off. But yeah, no, nah, nothing more to add. Yeah. Uh, all right, and another classic derby here: Cowboys versus the Bronx. Uh, How do you think of this one, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, geez. Um, some of the Broncos look slick. I mean, I really like Cobbo. I mean, Cobbo's mm-hmm. just in beast mode, isn't he? And I mean, at fullback, geez, I don't know what's wrong with that coach, but he'd be my fullback, you know, if I had Cobbo. Um, yeah, there's a few interesting ones there. Hass was interesting. I, I like Walters. I think um, I, I like the whole right-hand side too of Ricky Staggs and Cobbo. I just really like that edge. Farnsworth from the uh, Cowboys, you know. Um, Hess, Hess was an interesting one. Uh, drink drink water and homes homes looked mm. a bit i don't know they didn't look to have the fluency that they end with but i mean that's pretty much rugby league every year coming back you don't have to you know quite the fluency you end with yeah true uh perso mate anything that uh you like this game it was a pretty good game for a troll oh yeah um 
It was definitely entertaining. I think we saw enough from both sides that um, I think the Broncos are sort of going to improve a little bit from where they fell away at the end of last year. Uh, as far as the sort of guns go with the Cowboys, I saw enough out of the, your drink waters and your homes, isn't that, to think that they're going to be pretty relevant again this year for Supercoach. Mm, uh, I thought uh, I thought I thought Payne Haas actually was uh, pretty impressive as well. Um, yeah, him and he he's looked like he's free of his injuries from last year, didn't he? Mm, yeah. So that was the biggest thing with him. Like he he started a house on fire last year, then he had both shoulders were gone and <laughs> he mm. had niggles all through the season. So you expect him to bounce back to some degree. And Carrigan was quite um, strong as well, which you'd expect. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and Brad, anyone that we missed, mate? No, not really. Um, yeah, no. Nah, Tommy Dearden doesn't look too bad. Uh, I, I still, he's a, a massive. Uh, if you want an Uber pod for the five eight, mm-hmm. particularly if Schuster, then you, we start having to play around with our five eight position, which um, a lot of people seem to ignore. And now Burton sort of fallen out of favour. Um, he he wouldn't be the worst, but I love. I've got Payne Haas in my team. I love both his trials. He looks good, so I agree with you. I'll mm. pay up the 680 just for the consistency and knowing I'm going to get the points every week. So yeah, he's in for me. And if you like, if you didn't have that season last year, um, and like the bit of a fallout from the year before as well, you if you could get paint half to 680, uh, you'd probably take it. You know, what I mean, knowing what his pedigree is, but he's yeah. just had a bit of a rough trot, and I think if he's back to the way he was, that's a bargain. Yeah, he's unders. Yeah. Yeah. I think he oh. averaged 75 over that first sort of six to eight rounds yeah. last year before he, he he did that first shoulder. So, yeah, I think there was AC joints too. Those things are not fun to manage. Um, nah, they're horrible to manage, yeah. I'll try and mix up a little bit now. So, we'll go to the next one, Warriors and Storm. I'll go to you, Brad, first. So, you have my a bit more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's all right. I actually didn't catch a whole – I've certainly seen all the highlights of, of, of this one. So I really don't have a, a lot to add. Somebody who actually saw the game might have a, a bit more on this one. Um, I, I've certainly got a lot of interest in in Barnett Barney. Now he's got mm. the jewel, um, and from what I saw, he you know his he minutes were a bit limited there, but he he looked okay. Certainly looked, um, yeah, putting him up in the front row to partner Haas wouldn't wouldn't go. You know, I now have to choose between him and the um, the Dolphins. Uh, front row, you know, we're both at about the same price. So, um, mm. yeah, and Barney hasn't let me down in the past. So, he is certainly one to um, be watching there. Yep. Yeah. So, this game, mate. <laughs> oh, Barnett looked outstanding. Just to, mm-hmm. uh, from what Brad said, uh, he played the first thirty-three minutes straight at prop. Um, came back on. I was watching this closely. This game came back on early in the second half. I think he's in for big minutes and then towards the end he sort of split he was, was hanging foul on the edge for a little bit too before he went off but um him getting jeweled today i think that's massive I, he's a big option at front row forward i think yeah um i think his ppm will go through the roof playing in the middle there um he's always pretty good at getting that like much higher ppm in the middle um but um, if he's jackson playing... Ford looked really good on the edge too mm, in yeah. that game uh, i did i was watching that the the first half he played the whole lot. Neocora played the whole lot, both on both edges. And then you don't know how much you take in the minutes when it comes. But they both had a spell in the second half. And um, uh, Bailey came on for Neocora. Neocora played a bit through the middle as well. 
and um, Ford, uh, who, I think who put, uh, Karen came on to, on the other side forward. So yeah. it was interesting that Karen was on the bench and then started in the middle and he slipped out the, to the edge. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with Ford. If he gets 60-odd minutes on that edge, playing the way he was, he looks pretty good. Yeah, considering that he what, 298 as well, he's quite cheap. Yeah, very cheap. Mm. Uh, Glenn, any other thoughts on this game, mate? Yeah, I've got a lot of them, mate. So going to the second rowers first. So Niakora defended on the right edge. When uh, Curran came on, he went to the right edge and Niakora moved into the lock position. And he made a hell of a tackle. I don't know if you saw it, but he made one hell of a mad tackle yeah. as soon as he came into that lock. Um, the the yeah. 2K and Viliami were ugly. I thought, you know, they were. I didn't like what I saw from them at all. But I really like Ford. I really like Barnett um, and Niakora from that from the Warriors, but on the other side of the thing, so Warbrick, I mean, how good was he? He was mm-hmm. oh, mate. You know, I thought he was incredible. And um, the other one that stood out to me was Nass. And I've actually slipped Nass into my front row. He's one of my Seven offloads. Yeah. Oh. You know, I, I just thought he was really, really good, Nass. And um, yeah. and Katoa. What about Elise Katoa? I mean, I had no I, – I was not touching Elise Katoa, but one of the things that I watch for in a club is set plays. And there were two set plays set up by the Storm for um, Katoa. And both times he nearly scored off both. And although he didn't get the result, it's what I saw. He did score off one. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. He did too. Sorry. He, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah. Out on the right edge. That yeah. was a great line he ran. Yeah, he was. Yeah, sort of monster. So. Yeah, Katoa really stood out to me. I mean, Josh King picked up where he left off. And Hughes just looks faster for some reason. I thought Hughes had a really good game as well. Uh, Remus Smith, I, I didn't like what I saw from him or Nick Meaney, but no. Warbrick was exciting. Mm. He's a, a big body on that wing. That's uh, He's a big boy. So R- Rumours are he's not going to get the spot, though, Dan. Yeah. They're saying it's going to be possibly Anderson or... Um, Young Tun. Yeah, Tun of Pia, is it? Yeah. Or, or Laramia. But, uh, I mean, that would be a waste. Tun of Pia is not in the top 30 squad. Yeah, so it's it Laramia, isn't it? Laramia yeah, is injured, surely... isn't he? Surely, if Eremia was in that game, surely Warbrick's played his way into that spot. Surely. Yeah, I think so. He was incredible. Yeah. Um, I you choose him between Green Innocent and, and Eremia, surely, surely Warbrick's done enough. But, yeah. you know, oh, damn so, yeah. That's it. All right. I'll start with Perth after the next one. So, Tigers 36, Raiders 4. Um, bit, bit nicer to see the team play. Grand final yeah. tickets purchased. <laughs> uh, it was it was good to see a bit of the Tigers. Like the first ten minutes of that game, I was thinking, oh, here we go again. <laughs> had a couple of errors and didn't look too good, but they clicked in the gear, played pretty well. Um, Raiders uh, are fairly ordinary. They took most of the guys off, sort of just before halftime, and none came back in the second half. It was encouraging sides from the Tigers. Uh, Adam Dewey did exactly what I expected. He's the first player I picked in this side this year. Coming off a, he's a, a the fact that he's twenty percent less owned than Burton just mind boggles yeah. me. On, and it's only 30, 30 grand as well difference in price. It's not enough to really warrant yeah, that difference. Uh, probably should keep that quiet because I don't want to <laughs> get up at all. I've noticed that I've noticed that ownership going up slowly and slowly and slowly. <laughs> he was he was like at nine percent there for ages. I think he's getting yeah. closer to twenty now, but Burton's still around forty. But um he did pretty much what we all expected. Um Yuta Kamano had his usual sort of he'll he'll improve this year. So he's a decent at his price, he's a decent um, decent option. 
Tigers just, I was happy with how they defended. Um, I was happy the way they, the, their outside backs look good for these young guys. Like, oh, the best thing that ever happened was Memorial going down with his same knee injury in the first first tackle he ran because um, Junior was outstanding. Junior Tupac. Yeah, he was having a good and, game. Um, so I, he, he should be a, a, a lock-in for that left edge spot. As far as anything supercase wise, I think a lot of the forwards you can't really go near them apart from Yudicamano because he's going to be cheap, but they're all going to take minutes off each other. Dewey is, yeah, he's the, the best supercase option there. People have sort of said Nofa could be an option. I can go near him. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, a good watch for a Tigers fan for a change. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, I'll go to the next Tigers fan. So, Glenn, you uh, anything else you want to add, mate? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I like, um, personally, I enjoyed the game. I thought Laurie played well, not great, but I thought he played well at the back. I thought the spine connected together with uh, Wakeham and um, Dewey. I thought both of them looked good. I'm going to warn people off Stefano. I know that he's cheap, but I just don't see where the minutes come from in our club. you got big minutes, uh, second row was with IPAP, and then you've got Bateman, right? You've got Clemmer, Offengauer, Pohl. Um, I can't even think of them all. There's just so many forwards in that pack. I just don't see how he gets the minutes. I think he plays 40 minutes, plays start 20 and 20. And um, that's probably all he needs. Well, that's that's probably that right. So yeah, so I mean, points per dollar. I mean, he will still make money. So you're correct. Um, yeah, and from the other side, so there wasn't a lot that I saw in there. But Harley Smith Shields stands out to me. If he gets a spot at fullback or even a full time gig, he's worth a look uh, for Super Coach. And Tarpany, as always, was strong. Uh, oh, the other one that stood out to me, sorry, was Kapoa. I thought Kapoa played well. Yeah, Asu, yeah. Um, Brad, any other thoughts on this one, mate? Well, I did watch this one um, with a bit of interest, but how can you trust anything Ricky does in the forward pack? So, oh, totally. You know, he's, he's just psychotic how he plays with minutes over there. Um, so it's very hard to know what the forwards are doing. Um, doing there as to Dewey, Dewey. Well, I'm you know, he's actually got a points per minute over the last couple of years, a point better than what uh Burton comes up with mm. about the same price. So, yeah, I, I know where I'd be going if you're choosing between the two of them. Um, uh, I, I think there's more attacking points in the Tigers where you know a, a lot of Burton's points are going to come off the back of actually scoring tries, being able to kick goals and things like that. If you're not scoring tries, well, it's very hard for him to get points. Um, and that's what happened this weekend, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. Yeah, I noticed, um, what is it, uh, Dewey, he likes to take the line on a fair bit and if the player's out running, he just takes the hit up and gets those extra points. He has to get a lot of extra twos and ones in hit up points. So nice, safe uh, option there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, next game. We'll start with you. I'll go back to you, Brad. Uh, dogs and sharks, mate. Thoughts on this one? Well, you know, everybody's climbing all over the top. I know quite a few people I know that I've spoken to are tearing apart their team like crazy trying to fit Hines in. Um, having made the decision early not to go with Hines, so now that everybody's, um, you know, he just accumulates super coach points, doesn't he? I mean, how good is he? He's just. Supercoach just loves him. He just mm-hmm. takes the field and all of a sudden he's on 30 points just from jogging on the, the paddock, you know. Um, beyond beyond that, uh, you know, I, I didn't – Teague Wilton um, obviously mm. is sparked a lot of interest in a lot of people. 
Um, I'm, I'm a bit worried though that he, some of these super coach points that we saw him score, um, uh, it is try assisted, folks. So you got to probably take, he's not going to score a try every week. So if you're looking for what you think that he might score, probably take that try um, and a line break out of there, and then just have a look at it, have a closer look at his base, um, and that might give you a better idea of where he's going to sit. I don't think he's going to be a miracle, but he's certainly going to be a good, safe option. Um, but yeah, I'll just add that word of warning in there about Teague Wilton. He's just those scores that we're seeing are, yeah, when they try assisted like that, it's can sort of overinflate things a bit falsely. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I pretty much went Garner to him. Um, so <laughs> and my trade <laughs> very much after that game. So, uh, Glenn, uh, your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, I think you went out of the pot and into the fire. Mm. <laughs> but um, I actually had two Wilton there for a minute too, but I, I've been moved him back to that butcher, as I said, that mm. butcher earlier. But um, listen, there's a few there of interest. I thought Avrilo played really well. Yeah. Um, he always does. I, Pernham or Hayes Pernham, if you say his name, he done enough for me to show me that I think he's got stuff. Um, I think he overplayed his hand a little bit. Um, RFM is the one of interest for me. So I really like Raymond Vladimir in the second row position. Uh, he's one I'm seriously considering. And um, from the uh, the Hines, as you were saying on Hines, so Hines and Cleary literally score points in every category you can in Supercoach. You know, goal kicking, in kicks in goal tries. Just they, so, I mean, it's hard to leave those type players out. But I still see a world where it, it, it could benefit if you get the right one. But, yeah, that's all I really saw from that. Um, uh, Braley was the only other one that sort of poked my interest. And I, I think the whole back line at, of the Sharks, you could get at some point through the year. I mean, they were all Ramian, um, Katoa, Talakai, Mulatalo. I wouldn't be unhappy owning any of those four. Yeah, oh, I saw what happened to Ronaldo. He must have had a bad weekend. He got bloody grumpy. He was taking everyone on. Did you watch that game? Bloody hell. <laughs> He just like got up and ready to fight everyone, and I was like, a couple of them may have been instigated, but I think it was just his bad mood. So, uh, per- Perso, uh, what do you think of this game, mate? Anything else? No, I don't really. Just it just submitted why I'm Hines was one of the first picked. Just, mm. I just can't not pick him. He's just everywhere. Um, as Glenn said, yeah, hundred percent. You watch that uh, with the the Sharks backline, their mm. draw sort of starts to open up from sort of about round four onwards. So. Watch the BEs of Militalo and Katawas and Ramians and uh, Talakai's and that from there because every all four of them will probably be relevant at some point in the season. Yeah. I remember it was at last year, everyone jumped on the Militalo train and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go a bit different. I'm going to go Katoa. And I got him on that right time when Katoa actually was outscoring Ronaldo for about four weeks straight. I was like, Oh, I'm a genius. And then, we, then, it, then it went to hell. <laughs> I had both of them and then Katawa got injured and then Matalo went on a run of nothing. <laughs> but, uh, if you get him on the right run. That's it. Uh, all right, move on to uh, next, the last game of the week, and that was Dolphins versus the Titans. Uh, Purcell, because of your comments last week that you said that the uh, Dolphins wouldn't get flogged, I'm going to start with you, mate. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm starting to really... Just think about how the Dolphins are going to go. <laughs> uh, was, uh, they didn't really offer much. Titans look fairly sleek. But, um, mm. I think Foran uh, straightened what? that. I reckon Foran's, um just his calm um, demeanour there really helped out a little bit. Oh, there's always going to be a massive in Foran. 
But mm. if Foran can stay fit, he's he's a massive in for the Titans all year. Oh yeah. But, uh, it I don't know. It, it, people have been whinging about David Peter. I thought he was good enough to be looking at. It's he's still going to be in my side. Um, obviously, Cam Pereira is going to be in everyone's side. Mm-hmm. Just uh, both wingers really judging David Peter as well. The Titans can always score points. So, so they've always been like that. So. Mm-hmm. If you've got a bottom dollar winger, or whether he's going to play, people are sort of saying, oh, when Albert Kelly's back, uh, is going to get dropped. I don't think so. Kelly goes straight back in the centres. It'll be Sami or um, there's the other centre. One, one of those two will get dropped. I think Camperera will stay there, especially if he's playing well. So I don't think his job security is that bad. He's got to be a, a, one of the number one chibis. Um Aside from that, Supercast, well, Boyd was all right. wasn't overly impressive. So that's that's one thing to look at. His goal kicking wasn't that great in that game either. Yeah, that first one he shanked pretty nasty, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a horrible <laughs> one. Uh, um, I, I, what I did, I did look at Tanner Boyd quite a bit, and I did uh, notice that he was um, like I, he didn't he might he might not have paid off every time, but he was attacking that line. He was putting that step yeah. on before the line. And that's what I want to see from him because it does pay off when he gets a bit more practice and it should get a few points out of him. So um, I, I think he'd be a safe option as a backup hooker. It definitely um, be going a, a cheap hooker option. He's the one. You're not going to yeah. look at anyone else. Yeah, I, I was looking at potentially going Sonny Luke, but he hasn't played any games. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Up. It's a... <laughs> yeah. It's, it'd be a brave man to go inside unseen, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly he... right. Yeah. Didn't play the World Cup challenge. Going off the word of people saying that he's going to go on and play what 50, 60 minutes, it's um it's hard to go off someone's word at that anyway. So, um, all right, uh, Brad, thoughts on this game, mate? The Dolphins vs Titans. Yeah, I, I sort of had a bit of an interest in watching how Gilbert was going to go, and unfortunately for me, I've sort of he's left me with more questions than than what I got than what I got answers. So, he, um, like I just mentioned before, I'm almost tempted to go across to a Barnett for a safer, consistent point scoring and the unknown of what I'm going to get out of Gilbert. He, he sort of worried me a bit. Um, the other one really interests me was Brimson. Mm. Um, now, particularly with if, if Schuster goes down, geez, the Brimson-Dewey um, combination, that could, that could, that's pretty enticing. Um, he is a super pod. He, he did, I think his PVM last year was 0.8. Uh, which for a 5'8 position is going to be pretty pretty good, although last year he did do a lot of full-backing and just about everything else in the team. I think he even played hooker at one stage. He was all over the shop. Um, so, yeah, Brimson is certainly causing a bit of a stir around the traps. A lot of people talking about him, and I can see why. He, he possibly could come into calculations in, in an opening team, um, depending upon cash and if I can fit him, but he's... He, he certainly looked active and look, he, he does look good. And when, when he goes on a run, we know that he's a high ceiling, which I know Glenn loves that word, high ceiling player. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll get 100, 120s, 130s easy because that's his kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I do like Grimson, um, but I, on those runs, but he does have a terrible flaw. Um, I've been bitten by that personally. I think I was at 2021, I started with him as a pod and, he ended up 2020 so nicely, and I was like, "Sweet, got this pod looks to look really good." And then, uh, yeah, bit me right in the ass. So, um, uh, but yeah, like if you get him at the right time, like you said, I reckon he could be a sneaky little one. 
Uh, Glenn, mate, thoughts on the Tigers? Oh, sorry, well, Titans and the Dolphins. Yeah, I look. Ray Stone's the only one I wanted to talk about. I, I'm interested mm. to see what others think. Like, what sort of minutes do we really think he's going to get, and where? Bugger um, all. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he seems to be highly owned, and uh, and Gilbert's the other one who I think's highly owned. I think that if I couldn't Stone get any other of them, Glenn. No, I agree, mate. But I think with Ray Stone at his price point, if he does do something of more interest or gets more minutes, it's an easy trade down too. Um, That's right. Yeah. Starting him. Oh, he's probably looking at 20, 24 minutes off the bench. Yeah. He's yeah. not a big PPM player. He's going to like everyone loves him because he he's sort of that hard edge sort of guy. And he, yeah. that try he scored against Melbourne in the dying stages, but when yeah. he did his ACL, and that, everyone sort of gets a bit carried away with Ray Stone. I, yeah, bit of a cult hero, I think. That's it. He's got that cult hero factor too. Yeah. But, but just, if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, or he might, like, he's one of the bigger traps out there. Yeah, yeah. I, with those guys, I, I like the idea of having a be with them, probably not putting him on a super coach team, though. So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, that pretty much wraps up the trials of the week. So let's, uh, we'll start talking on our hooker position here. So... um. Uh, I'll start with you, Glenn. Um, did you have any? Um, <laughs> I know you got everything written down, mate. So yeah, I figured yeah, I'd go yeah. into it. Uh, what, what kind of hookers are we looking at, mate? Um, you want to get some numbers there for us? Well, I'll tell you who really piqued my interest in it was Cookie. I just mm-hmm. think that when I look at the way people's sides are being made up at the moment, their spines are almost identical. And then a lot of the cheapies are almost identical, which only leaves a few players of difference um, for those that are sort of doing that sort of movement. And I think that Cook wouldn't be... I mean, he averaged 75-6 last year. He didn't get half the tries that Grant did, who got 77-6. I mean, the difference in them was very little. I owned both last year. I started Cook, as you know. And, mate, he... And what I saw with him the other day, he was just really good. So he would be the first one I'd be looking at as in guns. I'm not a fan of Robbo. Um, but there's sense in going, Robbo. The fact that he's got um, plays round 13, um, you know, they're the only two in the. I mean, obviously, Grant mm. is our. Yeah. But well, I like what you said about Cookie because there's been so much talk about uh, hookers and going, oh, Grant and Smith. And or obviously, we've got Smith, who's another one that everyone wants because his points per dollar is going to be pretty good as well. But yeah. no one's been talking about Cookie. And it's like, he was not far behind Grant last year. Um, Brad, what are your thoughts on Cookie, mate? Um, well, in previous years, you know, uh, probably the last three years, I've been on Cook just about from the beginning to the end. Yeah. You know, he's one of those ones I just put there as a keeper. Um, at the moment, I've, I've on uh, on crunching what I crunch, my numbers over. I I've actually gone uh, to Grant. Um, I, I don't like South Sydney's opening opening draw. Um and, and yeah, I, I think you know, although Storms is also not the best draw, but you know, I really do think that the South Sydney draw sort of swayed me in the direction of, of going to to uh to Grant. Can I mm-hmm. just say something to that though? Um I actually really like my hookers in tougher games. Uh, especially players like Grant, where we'll make those 50, 55 tackles and anything that I get above, that's kind of a bonus. But I, I do agree with you. The draw on South um, isn't pretty, but I can see a scenario where Cheese eventually upgrades to a Cook and we're running a Grant Cook. I also have Grant uh, as my, I, I see the value there. I just wanted a bit of that storm. But geez, I saw enough from Cook that if you want a pod, um, you know, 3% ownership too. 
Mm. Yeah, nice and low. Um, I'm just looking at the, his opening draw. We we know it's a bit tougher than most oh, teams. Yeah, but you look at the averages versus those teams, and then you scroll down a bit further when he has that good draw, and those averages jump through the roof as well. So I can kind of see why that point is. But those averages aren't poor by any means. 62, 58, 53, 52, 52. And then he goes to the Bulldog where his average is about 69. Yeah. Um, and then you go from there, and it jumps up to a couple others where you look at um St. George and North Queensland. His average is like 87, 85. So you definitely see the um the hesitation on getting him because I think the uh, even with the troll Mitchell people are going with Tedesco instead of the troll because of that draw. But yeah, you never know what South's going to come out this year as well. So and and as I was saying before, I usually like my hookers playing in tough games, but players like Cook and Robertson, uh, the easier games they are running hookers, you know. So you know mm. in the easier games you might get less base, but you'll get a, a bit more attack stat. So it, you know, half a dozen on six, the other sort of thing. But I just thought I'd throw Cook out there because, right. I mean, he's a little bit cheaper and I, I just, I really like Cookie. I, I, I've always had Cook. It's the first year I've not started Cook. Mm. Yeah, no, it's good that you brought him up because that's what I wanted to talk about today as well was the fact that everyone's kind of, and just to get everyone, no, really. If yeah. South had a half dozen draw, I'd be all over Cook. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he'd be hungry from last year. He got He lost his test jumper. He sort of got pushed mm-hmm. out as the like Coruscant started in Origin as well. Uh, he was only two points behind Grant Supercoach wise from last season. Mm-hmm. Came out in that game yesterday and he was outstanding. Cook looked he looked amazing. But geez, that the rabbit's draw. I did a um an article on the the draw for Supercoach playbook last week. The rabbit's draw is the worst yeah. early draw. I mean the rabbits are a, a top four side, but still, like, if Cook comes out and averages sixty over the first month, that's still good. But that's mm-hmm. still 15 points below yeah. what he's sort of priced at. That's it. But if if they had a softer draw, I'd be all over him. I think Cook's going to be at least the second highest hooker this year. If it'd be him and Grant again, I've got yeah. no doubt about that. It's just the what time you pick him up. And um, if Cook is to miss out on Origin this year, then you bang, you're going to pick him up and run with him. 100%. Yeah. Um... I think with the timing of that draw when it ripens up, you yeah. wonder if Brandon Smith will be nice and right, ready to go straight. So have Grant Smith and go Smith yeah. to Cook. That's the play. Yeah, yeah. that's a, probably the ideal play there, I think. 100%. Um, Brad, any other hookers, mate, that uh, you've been eyeing off? Well, it, well, it, it's just an interesting point I raise. And, and Perso might have an idea on this one. I know he loves his stats over this, but Smith worries me a little bit. And I know you're saying about going from Smith over to to Cook. Um, I, I'm I'm just not sure that I know. And we've spoken about points for uh, his uh, dollar value there. He's got his dollar per minute there, but I'm just not a hundred percent sure if you wouldn't be better off from what I've seen so far. Maybe putting Boyd up in as your second hooker, all right, and using that as your cash play. Um, over Smith and then boosting up your uh, particularly if, if you're a team out there that's got Boyd in halfback, I, I think maybe Boyd up into hooker and and look for another halfback option might be a better play for you than than sticking with Smith. I, I'm I'm just not 100 percent convinced from what I've seen in the trial. In fact, he almost looked a bit lackluster against Manly there at times. So I don't know. Any yeah. thoughts there? When he came off. He was frigging coughing up a lung, mate. He was sitting on the side sidelines, barely able to breathe. 
Yeah, and I, I think we've mentioned it. I think the last couple of weeks that um, Grant uh, Smith is that guy that's like, I have never been sold on him. Like, it look on paper, you got the the this big name that can score big points at that at that price, but I just don't know the combinations how they're going to work with a new team. Um, he, he made some couple of glimpses of greatness in the first week of trials there with that great pass from Hooker, um, set that really good try up. But I, I'm not 100%. I'm going the same way as you. I've got Grant and Boyd at the moment, purely because I wanted to bolster up my other 5 bay position. Um, but And I just, I am not 100%. I'll be happily eat my words and be proven wrong, but I am the same boat as you there, Brad. So, uh, Perso, any hookers, mate? I know there's probably heaps. I've got a few names to rattle off as well, but I'll go with you first, mate. Any other hookers you'll be eyeing off? Uh, I'm not opposed to any part in uh, Brandon Smith either for Tanner Boyd, the Grant Boyd combination, mm. just quality. Mm. But um, Robson couldn't go near him. Uh, I've got to say that. Yeah, there's a lot of interest for Robson. Oh, I don't think he's going to play 80 early on. He didn't last year. The Cowboys have got pretty much been kissed on the dick with that same home draw again. They've got a lot of guys in Queensland in a lot of in the early heat. Uh, he only played one game at 80 minutes in the first seven rounds last year, and that was in um, Canberra. The one away game they had in Canberra, he played 80 minutes. He, he averaged 48.28 from his first seven games. I think you can see a, a fairly similar repeat this year. And then from there, he starts playing 80. But even in his 80-minute games, he's not going to hurt you. He, he's not a big scoring player. He's consistent around that sort of 60 to 80 mark when he's playing 80 minutes. But um, So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be trying to get too cute and steer away from... I think Hooker, it's either Grant and a cheapie or Grant if you... Smith is that highly owned. If you want to go that way, that sort of that sort of thing. I, I don't think there's too many options at Hooker to be honest this year. Marnie's another one at ten percent. I couldn't go near Marnie. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely um uh, there's not many options at all. Like, so when when I'm looking at um doing a draft, I'm looking at Hooker first because there's not really that many options to look at um to have a sustainable team. So I think um. Personally, I think I'm sold on having the Grant and um and Boyd combo. Um, but yeah, like there, there's a, there are other other options out here that interest me, and I'll I'll shout a few pods out now. But I'm not saying go with these guys by any means. Um, we've got a uh, Blake Braley, uh, who's pretty attacking style, but like we said before, his opening draw first two games were a little bit tougher with Parramatta and um. And the Rabbitohs. But then it opened up a little bit to the Raiders, Dragons, Warriors. Um, but that's only three games because then you've got the Roosters after that. So there is definitely some attacking um, potential there to get some points, but just not consistent enough, in my opinion. Um, and then we've got JMK, who had a really good season last year, but also in a new team that probably hasn't got the most... Okay. I know the, the forward pack is... Although experienced, probably not the fastest forward pack, and he probably needs to have that quick play the ball, which he don't. I don't see him getting because um, yeah, yeah. Remember in last year, yeah, he was at the Bulldogs. He had some pretty good fast play the balls there from what TPJ, um, even Thompson was throwing some good fast at the start of the season, good um, quick play the balls for him. So, um, but the other Brayley, I actually like the other Brayley, uh, Blake. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind even when he, even when their team's doing poorly, which is seems to be going for years now. Blake has actually been quite consistent. 607k 
Um, what are your thoughts there, guys? I'll start with you, Glenn. Yeah, I don't mind JMK. I mean, points per dollar. I just don't like the side he's in, mate. You know, I think you either go though, one of those two premiums, Grand or Cook, and then it's cheapies. What I would like to say is I want to warn people off Hodro. And points yeah. per dollar, there is money to be made there, but his chances of going down or, you know, at any time is, is high. So I would just stay away from that one personally. Yeah, he might make you 80K by round 13. Yeah. And then lose and then lose it in round sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't go near him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, um oh, the days of Hojo being a good super coacher, I think, are a bit behind him now. I think he's moved on a bit. Um few too many injuries, I think. So um I'm just gonna rattle off um the the opening draw here for Jaden Brady for the night. He's um against the New Zealand. Then West Tigers, then the Dolphins, and the Raiders, and then Manly in New Zealand. Yeah, nice. uh, and we know Jaden has a pretty good, um, good super coach friendly game. I think that could be you know, a, a sneaky pod to yeah. save money, but I, 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 is it worth not getting Grant yeah. or going Grant and him? I don't know. I think it, I, I, I would never. The only way I would consider it would be to go Grant and him, and not have him as your first. But even then, you're missing out on a lot of dollars elsewhere. So, um. And the only last one I really want to talk about, which we've already spoken a fair bit about, is Tanner Boyd. I think he's my number two at the moment. Thoughts there? Gwen? Gwen? I don't like Tanner Boyd. I'm just going to leave it at that. I really don't. Uh, look, he has attacking upside. I, I don't like his job security either. I think that with that coach that they've got up there, I think that they, you know he's desperate. And when they lose a couple of games... Sexton comes in, Tanner Boy drops out. That's just my gut feel. Um, but I can see why people do. You know, like I, points per dollar, there is some sense in Tanner Boyd. I personally don't like Tanner Boyd. Mm. Now, that's the thing as well. that um, I, I'm very much the guy that likes to look at stats, but I like to make my mind up via an eye test. Uh, and I see that's what you're kind of what you're, that's what you're gumming from there, Glenn, I see, which is... Yeah, and see, my Tyrone likes Tanner Boyd, and it's, you know, mm. 50% of the community likes him. So, I mean... You know, mm. there's common sense arguments for both sides. and um, But when I set up early for the season, I like to try and reduce risk, and I just feel there's a lot of risk around the Titans at the moment. You've hit the no. nail on the head with that. Like, it's a, the, if he come out and they lose to, then like he showed mm. last year he had he, no consistency. He didn't mind chopping and charging, and he's a desperate coach. And then um, he's at that awkward price too. Like, if you, you start with him and he does get dropped, what are you going to do with him? Try and downgrade to a Sonny Luke or... Yeah. No, so you, could, you, could, you could find uh, 1K and go to Hodgson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's that's sort of the risk and reward take mm-hmm. on Tanner Boyd, isn't it? But I will say for anyone that is looking at Tanner Boyd, do not even contemplate having him at halfback. He's got to be the second hooker yeah, if you want him. Hooker. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. It's, uh, any other hookers we really want to talk about? I think that's pretty much wraps those hookers up anyway. So... Let's talk front rowers, and I'll start with the main man, and that's uh, Tarpany, Glenn. Well, I love Tarpany, mate, mm. if I'm a front row. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Tarpany. I mean, it was interesting. I went through the numbers last season for the averages over the second rowers, and they weren't as high as I thought. So my past, way, my past strategies, in, and I've been successful in, in Supercoach has been stacked to pack. I generally build my forwards, my hooker, and my second row up quite strength strong knowing that center wing makes money the fastest and again this season we've got a lot of money in there but um 
Mate, I really like Tarpany. The fact that he's got dual is just an added bonus. I mean, he's, his value is at front row anyway, so I don't really see people playing him at second row. But his average 66.5, I, I was quite surprised. I expected it to be higher over a season. 21% ownership. Yeah, I, I like Tarpany, Haas, Cotter, Tino and Toho and Nass. Nass jumped up for me today, just quietly. I, if anyone likes Nass, I'd be interested to hear. Definitely be a pod, that's for sure. Yeah. Because he's been around for so long and hasn't really been super coach relevant for so long. So definitely be a pod if his game's changed up a little bit. I just think the Storm really need Nass this year and Welsh is the other. I had Welsh and I upgraded Welsh to, to Nass and there's still a world where I go Welsh. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous because I got Welsh as my number one uh, oh. at the moment, and that's a, I, I, I'm I'm I got a quite a cheap front row. Uh, I don't get me wrong, I like the idea of that, so I can put me cash around. But I'm a bit nervous having Welsh as number one. Yeah, I'm off Welsh. I, mm. I I've had him in my early picks, but I've just seen enough in the trials. He's not going to get the minutes. Yeah, that's always been the problem with Welsh. He's got like he's a gun. He's mm. an absolute great player, but uh, Bellamy always manages his minutes. Yeah. And um, a couple of years ago when he was getting those offloads and stuff, when he got to a 59 average, he yeah, was still getting right. his minutes man- managed. So he's priced at 45. If he can average 55, he's going to make 100K. Not the worst option. But I don't think anyone's going to say, geez, I wish I had Christian Welsh on my side. That's what yeah. sort of worries me a bit. They will be if they start Stefano. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. he's not you're not going to go any worse. That's for sure. There's no downside to him. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I really don't know what to do with um. I think I'm almost at a point where maybe not going with any of those mids at front row. Try and look for a bit of the, the cheaper value and go for at least one decent one. But um, Tarpany's a a massive. Intrigue for me. He's never been supercoach relevant until last year. And there seems to be this narrative that he got extra minutes last year, especially post-origin, but he didn't. 55 minutes. Didn't get extra minutes. His uh, base attack went through the roof from origin, post-origin period through to pre-origin. So pre-origin last year, he had 11 games and he averaged 57.81. During Origin, in five games, 84.6 he averaged. Post-Origin, six games, went back to 66.17. His minutes, pre-Origin, were 54. During Origin, 56. Post-Origin, 48. He did not get extra minutes. That's did, he the, get less, did he just say he got less minutes after Origin? He got less minutes after Origin, yeah. Holy crap. But his wow. base attack, his offloads and, and tackle bus just went through the roof. What do we put that down to? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but that, that's the that's the way it is. So pre-origin, as I said, 57.81, PPM of 1.06, a, a raw base of 50.54, base and base attack 58.9. During origin, those five games, during origin, he went his minutes were 56.2, so only 2.2 minutes more. His PPM went from 1.06 to 1.51. His base average went from 50.54 to 61.8. And his base attack went from 8.36 to 16.8. So he had a base during that origin period. His raw base plus his offloads and his tackle bus was 78.6 points a game. 
<laughs> it's just absolutely insane mm. that output. And then post-origin, it dropped off. So he went back to one. His PPM was still one point three six. He's um, but his base went down to forty six point eight. He still had fourteen point seven in base attack. So he's it was his overall base base attack was sixty one point five, which is pretty uh, impressive. I, but I, I I just can't put on. Is it just a, a early season takes him to warm in? The Raiders have always had that with the the big forwards. They always take a while to warm in. I just, I just wanted to reiterate that 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 narrative that he he just went through the roof because he got more minutes. He didn't. He did not get more minutes. His mm. output just went through the roof, probably because he was fit and everything halfway through the season. And Papa Lee went to um, Origin and all the rest of it. So where does that leave it this year? That's the question. Yeah, he, I um, think. I was go just going to say that I, I think he did get extra minutes over what he'd previously done. Uh, in previous years, um, over the season, he was consistent with minutes, which is hard to say for Ricky. But yeah, <laughs> he he certainly did have a jump in minutes. Um, no, he didn't, but Brad, that's a thing. He didn't. He didn't have a jump in minutes from no, previous years. No, it's a, it. No, it's a because he's always been a good PPM player. He's always oh, he yeah. just couldn't get the minutes in the win. You know, that's and... where it just went. His minutes didn't even increase from pre-origin to part. It's just all of a sudden he just tackle bus and offload and everywhere and that just went through the roof so it wasn't it wasn't due to extra minutes that's for sure so that that, that's the i'll look at him and go do you start with him and think he's going to keep rolling on with that or will he regress to what he was at the start of the season and easier pick up sort of eight games in once he's got Mm -hmm. a bit of form under his belt i don't know Mm -hmm. You yeah. said something at the start, per se, which interests me, which is sort of the mindset that I'm at, was that I actually had two mids at front row. And I came away thinking there's enough players of value um, that I'm happy to run one, like a Hess, possibly even a Kepi, uh, which enables you to turn that other one up, and uh, which is what I did today. I went down to Hess and turned the other one up to Nass. And if I can find the money, I'll probably go even higher to a column. I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest not to get to get trapped by Nass after watching that last draw, seven offloads in that game. I, I just want to throw him straight in the sword. Yeah, well, that's how <laughs> I came away too. But, I mean, I, you know, I would like to like to another look at him. But the fact that Welsh didn't offload was of concern to me and the fact that... Yeah, um, I'm, I'm off Welsh. Yeah, well, the the, the not offloading was a, was a big off put, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that was, it. that was what took him sort of out of that run of the yeah. mill to sort of push in that 60 average. Yeah. You get four offloads a game. That sort of picked him up from there. He's not going to get the minutes, Welsh. That's been clear. He'll play forty-five to fifty minutes. Bellamy just always averages his minutes because his body just sort of can't sort of handle much more. He breaks down. Yeah. And you look at the players they've got now as well. Like they've got those players. So they've got um Sims in there that can kind of relieve him as well. Then they've got um like. Definitely enough. Like who they got? They got that young Chang guy looking like he might take a bench spot as well. So there's plenty of players that can relieve him there. Um, for minutes. So, um, one player that I, I was going to ask about is obviously we know that T uh, is it TPJ with a calf issue probably going to miss the first month. Do we think Sutton gets more minutes? Hundred percent. Yeah. Because Sutton is like 20k cheaper than yeah. Welch, and I think that could be. That's that's what I'm looking at at the moment. I'm liking. Sutton, um, and I didn't mind how he played on the weekend too. Yeah, big fan of Sutton. Again, minutes mm. is my concern. 
Oh, I think all those uh, uh, while TFJ's out, Sutton, King, and Thompson all get sort of around that 50, 54 minute mark, and they're all meat and potatoes sort of base players. They'll punch out pretty much the minutes that they play. So oh, that price is definitely not the worst. That, mm. That's another side that's got big men at forwards. But I tell you who I really like that I'd love to see get a run in that side is Franklin Pele. He's mm. a big body, mate. He's a beast. Uh, Perso, what do you think of him? I think he's probably only got 15, 20 minutes in him, but that's a thing. Yeah, that's right. He, that, that's a run him out for 10, 15, either side of half. That's the thing. I think he, he, with TBJ out, he'll probably get that small minute roll on the bench. It's um, slow burner. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not slow burn. Not when you got Kepi at two seventy nine, who if he gets that lock position should make money really nicely. Yeah, you'd be looking at him or your Mawalis and guys like that. Yeah, all, yeah all I Pelé. like him. I actually can't believe Pelé's twenty five percent owned, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so Brad, uh would you be paying six twenty three for Cotter? No. <laughs> and I'm a Cotter fan. I was uh, I was spruiking yeah. him up all preseason last year. I was going nuts on him, but no, no. I I tell you what, I do have a pretty wild theory though for you. You want to hear a wild strategy? <laughs> I love a wild. I love a strategy. Okay. Well, what do we think about? Now, by the way, I don't think there's any way Kepi's getting a lock. All right, that's just crazy talk. Just rule that one out. Kepi <laughs> is not going to be playing lock. He's going to be playing bench middle. Um, and that's what his role is going to be. Um, Jake Taroyevich, now that he's got the duel, any interest there? That's a pretty bath if he wants consistency. He's only priced at 50. If he plays prop and he's not playing that ball distributing role at lock, there is interest for sure. Absolutely. Well, well, a new coach, yeah. A new strategy. But he played 73 minutes at lock in Origin last year and his stats were phenomenal. Yep. Yeah, I, that's a great shout, Brad. I, I'm with you on that one, mate. I don't have the balls to do it yet, but I'll tell you what, it's a strategy I'm looking at because it's... It, I mean, everybody out there, and this, I guess, leads on to the next bit, it, we're all looking to areas that we can try to minimise our, our cash spend. And one of the more popular strategies across Supercoach has been has been to really minimise uh, what we're spending in the front row. Yeah, that's um, right. We've sort of a few people and myself included have changed that up a little bit, only because we've seen an emergence of a whole heap of cheap second rowers, which means that all right, we could pull pull back our spend in the second row and maybe increase in the front row a little bit, but we still can't go, you know, we can't fill it with Haas and Tapine in, in the front row. We just can't get there at the moment, and I don't think anybody can unless they are crazy. Um, go one, yeah. Is an option. I'm not saying I'm doing that, but I think that if you're going to do it, oh, you he, couldn't go more than one. That's right, absolutely. I mean, that that's always been our p- position, anyway, isn't it? Usually, uh, uh one gun in centre wing, one gun at second row, one gun at front row, and then kill gone of the days when you could just load up on front row when your hookers were available at front row. Oh, and yeah. Second row was played at centre wing. It's Smith and Farrah <laughs> and Isaac Luke and all um, the front row with Gellin and Parker. Well, I was about to say I might be a bit older, but I used to remember you used to get Sean Fenson who used to do like sixty to seventy tackles yeah. a game, and then you'd have right next to him you'd have Corey Parker. You know, <laughs> oh man, Mannering, Marin, they were just all. I'm Mannering. Two try assists as my captain. I lost two of them. I still feel beyond it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but but yeah, at five twenty, Jake Jaroyevic, you know, re- reasonably uh, actually cheap for what he's offering. You know, as I said, priced at only fifty points, I think he's going to get more than that. So, who goes to lock, Brad, for Manly? I think Jake. He's a lock. But they said they're going to play him at front row. They've come out and said that. He yeah. played a front row on the weekend too. Yeah. He, he was out of that link role, which is what the interest is. If he's not in that link role, that means he's just going to get that work right going. Which so does that mean Alloy A is out of the picture as far as the starting? That no, mean... Alloy A and um, Boy, which I'd say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Paseca's still coming from the bench, yeah? Yeah, yeah I reckon I think so, so, yeah. is yeah. Yeah. a really good impact player, though, as well. He's that big body that just big hits. Paseca that... could be anything. Yeah, he's huge. You reckon they'll move Schuster to lock at any point, or you reckon they're pretty set at him at 5'8"? I reckon they'll have a big hissy fit if he doesn't get 5'8". I, I reckon he being... will, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah so... right, oh, yeah. It'll I thought start it was written in his contract, yeah. If he doesn't perform, Cooper Johns, if he keeps going the way he's going, is going to put a bit of pressure on him. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, especially like because we saw uh, a lot last year how he wasn't very fit, and uh, if he keeps that up, I'm sure he's been trying his hardest on the off season this season after all the ridicule he would have copped. So if he loses that fitness, he's got guys chasing it. He's got little chihuahuas biting at his ankles, so um, he needs to pull his finger out. He did play well the other day, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Um, Lawton is the other natural lock that Manly mm. can uh, draw yeah. on, and, and Lawton is if he gets an injury-free run, he is a very impressive super coach. Wise, he can. Yeah, yeah. I he, agree. He, yeah, give him minutes. He, he's a a, a a nice accumulator of points. He's had no luck with injuries. That kid is oh, he? Poor no, no. Every club he's been at, he's just done something major. It's a, he's mm. such a goer. Yeah, one thing. Um. That I reckon, like personally, what I've seen a lot of teams do, they have that big, heavy um, uh, prop in the middle that plays at thirteen for a little bit, and then they bring on that young, um, skinny, um, more lean, faster kind of player at lock. They like, like Newcastle did it with Man as well, um, but I think and Connor Watson as well. So I reckon having Lawton on the bench and spelling Cappy at lock, I reckon that could play real yeah. well in the Manly's hands. Um, have those tied forwards in the middle there while uh, Lawson is just bloody in the middle there running through. Could well, they very... did that with Dylan Walker before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, right. the Warriors, so. mm. um, All right. So I've... one other one I really wanted to talk about, because I've got a couple written down, but I don't think um, Fisher-Harris really isn't anything to talk about. So I'll go to the next one. I can't one. believe Fisher-Harris is 7.1% owned. Oh, like, <laughs> I wrote <laughs> him down. Not, because... He's just not super cash relevant. No, not that's for... right. But who are the five and a half thousand people that own him? Oh, they do smoke a lot of weed in Penrith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I moved out. Um, uh, <laughs> now, um, the one I was thinking about was uh, Tofu at 640k. What are our thoughts with Tofu? Tofu yeah. or Tofu? Yeah, tofu is his nickname, mate. We, oh, we, right. come, we come up with nicknames in the coach community to speed things up. Yeah, yeah. I like him <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, so, what do you reckon that kind of role is going to be? Very similar to last year, where he plays in the middle, then moves out to the edge and spells, or no, nah, he'd be hundred percent middle. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I like yeah. it. Yeah, six forty there. He's probably a bit too expensive to start with for something to look at, especially with their draw isn't the greatest to start with. I'm pretty sure. Other just two that new coach and the rotation and the new players, yeah. you yeah. sort of want to see a bit more from the Warriors, don't you? To before you yeah. got any confidence about 
Even Barnett, a bit risky that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who we should mention quickly is the Safidi boys, given that they've got high ownership. Mm-hmm. I, I actually liked what I saw from Jacob Safidi. I couldn't go near all of them. No, I agree. But, I, I mean, I actually thought Jacob Safidi looked the better of the two the other night. He was the better of the two last year, too. Well, well, honestly, I think going up through the junior grades and stuff, they were always touting the Jacob to be the better Safidi brother. And then I think this at the wrong time, Daniel just got that first jump up and then made the origin yeah. debut. I think uh, Jacob is the better Safidi brother. And he just had the opportunities came at the wrong time for him. He absolutely killed it in that origin game last year when he got in, Jacob. Mm. That's the best he's seen him. And, but neither of them, I don't know, at club level, they just don't seem to kick on. Yeah, it's a bit like the reverse of Mitchell Pierce. <laughs> so one uh, gun <laughs> that there's another gun that we should probably mention as well, who's a jewel is Tino. I mean, the way he finished last season was phenomenal. Yeah, I think we should talk about him, but um I think that what you're looking at there in the price point seven hundred and four K. Yeah, and you've got to look at who you're gonna spend what five grand less and get Tarpany. Who doesn't play Origin? Yeah, um, yeah I, I, and I just think there's probably it's weird to say I, this because he's a Canberra player, but I think you get more consistency out of uh, Tarpany. Tino is one of those sort of guys. Once you get your salary cap up and you got money, and you, you're sort of building your team, you, you, he's the sort of guy you can throw in for the run home. It's, yeah, like, definitely. He's not going to burn you by not adding him early on. No. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Is there any other guns we've missed, guys, or any other players or players of interest that we've missed? Think we've... No, not really. You've, you've, uh, I do like Ben Murdoch with Silla as a cheapy option. I, I've certainly mm. been you – know, I've got a, a watch on him at the moment. Um, I think Glenn gave him and said he was a bit scared about him, but earlier was it? Well, one of us said that. I know. I said he had a heap of offloads. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was offloading a lot. Yeah, I, I did say I'm a bit nervous of Ben Murdoch with Silla because he's been here before and I've seen him. Um, we've played this narrative he looks fit he looks dangerous on the edge he's not lying (laughs) he has, he's fit all those bills but um... it's been too long since he was at Penrith he's forgotten how to play (laughs) 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 based on points per dollar he is a watch Mm. he's definitely definitely on my watch list because we know what he can do um, it has, it's been a while, but we know what he can do. So the thing mind. is, with all those dragons, they get to buy in the first round. So you get essentially get a second look. Yeah, that's right. Like a, a free look at them. So you wouldn't rush any of them in. But there's no out and out guns at the dragons. So I, I just would advise anyone not to even pick any dragons, even your Slayers or your Burnout Mazillas, your Chibis. Just You've got time to watch. If you pick someone in there it's not good then, and they look like they're going to be good but before they get the price rise, then you swap them out. Simple mm-hmm. as that. And three clubs will update round five instead of round four, or round four instead of round three, like Manly Roosters and yeah. um, Dragons, which is good. So that I mean, for those that are chasing the money, if any of those three clubs have any, you you can actually wait on them a week, which is quite handy. So we get a good look at BMM before his first upgrade. Yeah, I think it's been because uh, in the past, obviously, we, we, there might be like three cheapies or four cheapies that you want. You've only got three trades. Uh, it's really good because you kind of prioritise the ones you want to get now. You can wait a week on some. So this buy thing is going to shake things up a little bit, but you can also use it to your advantage, your strategy. All righty, guys. That's about wraps everything up 
tonight. Let's um uh, before we go, let's uh, I'll just get out the overall group code. So Tragic's overall group code, guys, two two three six zero one. Jump into that group, guys. Uh, winner will receive a Supercoach Champions ring, proudly brought to you by Supercoach Champions. Uh, awesome guys there. Um, jump onto the website, guys, and um, grab yourself a ring. Five bucks each, and you have 20, 20 men head to head, and you get that prize, which is. I've got a couple here. They look pretty good on my little mantle over there. So, um, Also, our cash comps selling very fast. We've got very minimal head-to-heads left. I believe we're very close to selling out. Um, but we will have unlimited overall groups remaining, and they'll be sold up until uh, TL, uh, up until the first game on the Thursday. So get in quickly. Reach out to Broad Thompson. He'll sort you out. Um, and that pretty much wraps everything up. So what I want to do now is say thank you, Brad, and thank you, Perso, for jumping on. I uh, really appreciate the insights that you brought in. Uh, and also, I want to also shout out Brad off the bench, uh, boys, every Sunday, release a podcast. Uh, I'm going to give us a bit of a spiel before we move on. Yeah, yeah, every single Sunday, they'll, they'll be uh, cracking cracking it out. Um, we're also going to be doing one uh, this Thursday, I think, because uh, I think we had the um, we had a bit of a hiccup and a bit of a, I think we had the NRL uh, stats man on last week, so that occupied an awful lot of time. Uh, the group code there is one seven zero eight three four. Anybody's interested? That's the uh, uh, unlimited group code. Um, yeah, have a listen. Awesome. And if you go back a couple of episodes, you'll see my ugly mug as well. So um, I had to re- had to replace this guy with an inferior beard, which is quite intimidating. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks again for joining. I think once again, thanks, Perso. Uh, Glenn, sorry, what do you want to say, mate? Yeah, just quickly, three um, announcements. So Supercoach Pro has sent us a link that we'll put up on our page that gets you 15% off if you jo- join the Supercoach Pro page. Um, the Andrews Johns Cup, we've got everyone in. We're just waiting on Supercoach Playbook to finalise their side. And the last one is, don't forget, guys, there's a $10 knockout comp that Rod and Ross Co are running um, towards Maddie Wilson, who lost his beautiful partner recently. And uh, I just think it's really important in the Supercoach community that we rally around our mates, you know, and he's one of our mates. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm um, lucky I didn't forget that one. Thanks for that one, Glenn. Really appreciate that. Um, and for same as the cash comps guys, reach out to Broad Thompson. Um, he'll help you out, hook you up there, and send those codes out for you. So, uh, thanks for guys for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. Peace out. Cheers. So you want to be a champion? Oh no! Now the knee. Well, that was it. Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. That is set up a throw for Bobrovsky. It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. Oh. And then just takes <laughs> off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end. Or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a try.